Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something trans woman shares her observations, life stories, and the adventures of her journey through transition and beyond. And now, here she is, your host, Sabrina Miller. Yay! Hello, hello! Hi, everybody! Hello! Welcome back to another episode. Let's give a listen to that band... Yeah, that was Porter T and Wife, the smooth jazz combo. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience, episode 17. We're getting up there. We are getting up there. Wow, it's just kind of happening faster than I expected, but that's cool. That's not what I want to say. Um, welcome back for those that are uh, returning listeners and welcome, well, you can't say front. Welcome back. Welcome front. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to everybody that's joining us for the very first time. Hi, thanks for taking the time to download everything. Uh, last week, last week, last episode, we talked about using the bathroom in public. And I, I, I realize I may have rambled a little bit and kind of gone off on some things, but ultimately, really get in there, do your business, wash and leave. That's it. Get in, do it, wash, leave. Boom, done. Anybody that goes into a bathroom and, and acts nervous is going to attract attention. If anybody is, is lingering or, or whatever, it's going to attract attention. So do your thing. Act like you belong. Wash and leave. Ta-da! Uh, also, check with your own state laws, your own jurisdiction. See what rights you have in the bathroom here in California. If you, I know for a fact that if you have to go and you identify as that specific gender, you are able to go. And overly, my experience has been positive. I feel blessed. I feel lucky. And it's 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 not because I think I I have you know I pass perfectly or 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 anything like that. I never think I do. And 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 if you if you see if you've seen pictures and think I do, thank you so much. I appreciate it. But within my own thing, and if you're a trans woman or a trans man, really, you're gonna understand what I mean when I say, well, I don't see it as much. But is you if you see it, that's ultimately what matters. So thank you. But besides the point. Um, I, I, yeah, I have my own, uh, identity <laughs> disorders, you know, changes and things and dysphorias and whatever. Um, but the key is confidence, confidence. Just, you have to be there. You have a right to be there, do your business and leave. Nobody's going to question it. Boom. Done. And you can find that episode at Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. You can search us out on iTunes, on Stitcher. Uh, the Blogspot website has the RSS feed, if that's what you're into. Uh, if you want to try me at Twitter, I'm uh, I'm uh, Sabrina Miller 41. No underscores, just all you know jumbled together. Sabrina Miller 41. I <laughs> I have I'm I'm not really a Twitter user, but if somebody tweets at me, 
uh, I usually will get back to them. It may take me a day or, you know, 12 hours because I only check it maybe twice a day. Maybe. Maybe. And that's if I remember I have a notification. <laughs> yeah. So, so I will be there if you message me. The best thing is probably the Facebook page. Facebook page is probably going to be the best way to get in touch with me. And all this information on how to contact me, except for the Twitter, is at the end of the episode. So, there you go. All right, main topic of the episode, general safety in public. I want to start this uh, little rant. <laughs> I don't know. What do you call my things? Um, I mean, I describe it as stream of, stream of consciousness rambling is what I call it. But it, what, I want to start this rambling session off dun, da, 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 with just saying, if it looks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, and it sounds like a duck, chances are... It's a duck. Okay? Okay. So, start off by saying that. Now, th this next thing is stereotypes can work for you. Okay? The whole duck thing and stereotype thing is just a way, is to say to you, realize how you look to others. Okay? And it, it kind of goes into what I said just a moment ago about if anybody's seen my picture and think that I, you know, I'm a, I'm good looking, I, I, I pass well, whatever description you want to put on it, okay? Um, I, my immediate reaction was thank you, because that's their perceived image of me. People see that image and they see this, for, I, I want them to see <laughs> this 42-year-old woman, trans woman, but woman. And if you see that, perfect. Yay! If, if, you know, that's by old school definition, passing. Um, so, you know, I, we all have our own little uh, issues of confidence and self-confidence and, and self-identity and such. That's why we are the way we are. That's why we're trans people. But the first thing you have to realize is when somebody says that to you, that's their perceived perception of you. Whatever it is, man, woman, trans man, trans woman, whatever it is. And you have to realize that's not the only thing they're going to see. They're going to see how you look. So you gotta, you have to dress for the right occasion, okay? That's really the biggest, biggest thing I can share with my fellow trans brothers and sisters. Because I see so many people... Uh, not using clothing to be at their advantage. They're not using it uh, to... to uh, they're wearing ex whatever they want without considering how it looks on them. And it's... Uh, I think it's probably a little more challenging for trans women than it is for trans men because for years, a, a girl or a woman could put on guy clothes and it would be totally acceptable. She's just dressing down or she's dressing warm or she's whatever it is, she's dressing comfortable, you know, or, you know, the stereotypical, this is why stereotypes can save your life. Stereotypes can work for you or against you. So if you have a stereotypical, um, a butch lesbian, you know, someone who likes to wear button-down shirts, doesn't matter the color, can be a straight, simple shirt, can be a wild and uh, lively uh, kind of floral pattern, like Hawaiian shirt. Uh, it could be a t-shirt. 
It could be jeans. It could be slacks. It could be, you know, uh, loafers sorts of type of shoes and a short haircut. At first glance, when you see that woman, chances are, at least with me, most of the time you think it's a guy. And then you do a double take and you realize, oh, no, that's just a... And whatever label comes to your mind, a butch woman, masculine-looking woman, a masculine lesbian, you know, what, there's so many labels that suit that particular type of woman. You choose whatever works for you, but you know what I'm talking about. And so for years, it's been accepted that women can wear men's clothes. I'm not saying it didn't arise, you know, I'm not saying that that woman that dressed in, you know, man jeans and a man's shirt went into the women's room. I'm sure she got a couple looks. At first, just as a double take, wait, is that a man? Oh, good, it's a woman. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Just like the story I shared last episode about my long hair in the guy's room. So there's another reason to go back and listen to it. (laughs) I like how that happens sometimes when I'm talking. I tie things in that I remember, and I don't have to look at my notes for that. Um, (laughs) So so back to dressing for the right right occasion. You know, The question you have to ask yourself is, would you see an everyday person, and that's air quotes, quote unquote, an everyday person, and let's just stop and think about what an everyday person is. You've got people like teachers and doctors and nurses and police people and firefighters and lawyers and librarians and store clerks and taxi drivers and and, uh, things like that. So they all have a little way of dressing. So you have to realize that you wouldn't see someone of a, a upper profession, doctor, lawyer, nurse sort of person, you know, or, or a, not a firefighter when they're off duty. Anybody can wear anything they want when they're not working. <laughs> but at work, I'm sure they're going to be comfortable and wear stuff that they would wear underneath their uniform, which is jeans and shirts and layers and things like that. I, I've known some firefighters in uh, the past. Anyway, forget it. Sorry, going off on the wrong tangent. You wouldn't see them, that type of person, wearing, you know, miniskirts or uh, nylons and a top that is just way too revealing. You know, I mean, only, if you see that, then they're either at a Halloween costume or or a fetish party or something, you know. But in the real everyday life, you know, you're not going to walk into a doctor's office or a lawyer's office and see... Uh, seductive clothing, skimpy clothing, inappropriate clothing. And if they were wearing inappropriate clothing, we would be looking at them in an awkward way. Why are you dressed that way? And ask them, why are you dressed that way? Is it a Halloween costume, costume party, you know, whatever it is. And on the other side of the coin, on the other side of the coin, you wouldn't see a streetwalker, you know, wearing a, a three-piece suit. Well, no, I guess you wouldn't see that anyway. Uh, a, a, a woman's tailored suit. I'm sure in certain circles you might, but I'm talking about the average streetwalker, the lady of the evening, you know, the ones that, that are at, in the, the dark corners of the alleys and things trying to make a buck. Those people, no, they're the ones wearing the short revealing skirts and the nylons and the, the revealing tops and things like that, because that's the time and place for it. Same thing for the place like strip clubs or, uh, well, clubs in general. Um, you're everybody's there to look attractive and sexy and i get that that's what the whole thing but you're not going to show up like that in court well and if you do don't expect a good outcome i'm just saying i'm just saying you know that's my opinion you know that's when you want to wear your your nice clothes that's why they have so many different styles of clothes so be appropriate to wherever you're going if you're going to go to a social 
gathering or something, maybe it's not good to wear the three-inch boots and um, uh, revealing top and clingy dress. Maybe it's not. Maybe something a little more casual and, and comfortable, you know, whether a skirt, a nice-looking skirt or jean skirt or jeans or shorts, you know, something like that. And then a top that flatters, whatever it is, a T-shirt or a, a blouse of some sort or empire top or uh, there's so many options you know, so i mean just something just you ask yourself that what are other people going to be wearing and if you know anybody that's there ask around you know if you're if you know the host or whatever the case may be find out what other people are wearing and dress appropriately that's really what i can say because if you look like you belong there you're gonna belong there period so that's that's the whole sense of just being out and being yourself. If you look like you belong, chances are nobody's going to bother you. Nobody's going to bother you when you when you when you're looking like you belong. It's when you look like you don't belong. That's when you're going to get the trouble. Regardless of what it is. Also, think of your personality. You know, if you're the type of person that does like to wear the clingy clothes and and revealing tops in the boot, the boots that have a nice inch heel on them or high heels or wedges or something. Because I enjoy that. I get that. I understand that it's fun and it's sexy and it's appealing and it's feminine and it's just, it, it completes you. I understand that completely. I get it. I have that too. But realize there are some places you just can't wear shoes like that. Uh, for example, um, a theme park, you know, not a good place to wear heels. I see women do it all the time and I wonder about their ankles at the end of the day. But that's me. I you, you would be crazy to. Of course, I got a two-year-old, so that changes a lot of things. <laughs> but you'd be crazy to walk around in any sort of healed thing, other than like an inch or two, maybe. You know, it depends on the shoe. Um, on on a place on a place like a theme park or or jogging. Yeah, you know, who's gonna go jogging and something like that? No, <laughs> you got to be appropriate to what it's at. You know, and if your style is that, then. Make sure you choose to go to places that accept that style without being considered out of the out of the ordinary. Unless you really want to attract that out of the ordinary look. I think everybody can understand and relate to, uh, they used to do this cliche thing in movies of the 80s and 90s when your hero group of, and it's usually a group of people, it's not a solo lead, it's a, it's a group of leads like friends or something like that. Um, or family, you know, you got... Usually two or three guys, two or three girls intermixed with ages, sometimes older, sometimes younger. It, it's just the dynamic of those types of stories. And usually um, when they go into some public area, sometimes there's that one group off in the corner that stands out because they're, you know, like in, they're wearing like Kiss makeup from the band Kiss, you know, where their faces are all white with the, with the, with the lines and the, the smiles and the devil looks and all that stuff. So if you're going to, if they're go, they are going to get looked at. So if that's the type of look you want to get, well, by all means, dress that way. You know, the goths are the same way when they go into areas that they're not being expected. I remember as a kid looking at the white faced, you know, goth groups, you know, and what's wrong with them? Well, realize that if you walk into McDonald's at three in the afternoon, you're going to get that look. And conversely, if your style's like mine, jeans and t-shirts and just comfortableness, well, realize that um, depending on the job, I'm not going to wear that to a job interview. Then I'm going to wear something very business appropriate, uh, depending on what the business is, will depend on makeup style 
and and hairstyle and if if i if i end up doing my nails it'll also be appro- you know figure out if that's appropriate or something you know you got to realize what you're dressing for and i mean think of every day as a some form of of costume halloween party you know i mean don't go elaborate like a halloween party but realize that every day you have to suit your look to the need of the day um if you're going to do some housework chance and, and housework i could mean anything from working on the house physically with tools and labor and dirtiness and you know and that or gardening or cleaning or something like that maybe there's somebody out there that will do this but i sure sure as shit would never jump in the bath first thing in the morning shave everything and i do mean everything except the top of my head and eyebrows <laughs> um to, uh, the, uh, uh, then uh, moisturize and then um, dress in some, uh, I don't know, revealing skirt, short skirt, and some tight revealing top to just go vacuum. Oh, and then, oh, uh, five-inch heels, uh-huh, you know, um, to vacuum or do the toilets or, or scrub the tub or the sinks or just do the goddamn dishes. Who does that? In real life, nobody I have ever met, and I've met a fair, I, a good number of people. There are, I know there's a lot of people in the world, but I've met a good number of them. Nobody I know does that. Fantasy only. So realize that if that's your thing, change. Change to be appropriate wherever you are. If you're going to have some fun uh, uh, personal time, we'll say, with your uh, uh, intimate friend whatever that is to you, well, yeah, then it's, it might be a fun idea to dress up kind of sexy and, and, and refeeling. Yeah, of course. Of course. Everybody should do that with each other. If you're going to the beach, chances are you're not going to wear a suit. You know, you're not going to wear a long, heavy skirt. Well, depending on the time of year, but you, you get my point. Dress appropriately. Think of your makeup. You don't always have to do the same makeup. Find something that works for you. Find a style. There's tons out there. You could do one every day of the week for uh, probably every day of the year. You could do something totally different every single day. Be elaborate different to be a small different. Just to, just to play it up and different for you. Just for you, forget what other people will say if they even notice. Chances are, if it's that subtle, they won't. But change it up, have fun for yourself, match it to your clothes, match it to your, your um, eyes, match it to your hair, match it to your nails. you got so many choices. Again, depending upon what your restrictions are of your, of your life. If you work at a place that has a, 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 what's a dress code, well, duh, you can't go in with wild, crazy makeup unless it's part of the dress code. I get that. But I'm talking about your weekend times, your friends out with, time out with friends or whatever. Play it up, have fun. Change it up, but just realize, re- well, theatrical term, realize who your audience is. That's all. That's all. So I said all that, and I know that the topic is general safety in public, but I said all that because that helps with your safety because you fit in, you look like you fit in, you feel good because you fit in and you don't stand out and you're not getting those crazy looks because they're not giving you those crazy looks because you're a transgender person. No, they're giving you those crazy looks because <laughs> you're, you're dressed like a hooker at, at Home Depot. <laughs> Walking through Home Depot, it's just people are going to look at you. 
regardless of trans status, they're going to look at you like something's crazy when you do wear something like that. So that's part of your safety. Because if you look out of place, there may be somebody that just senses that you're out of place and take advantage of you. The definition of take advantage of you is endless. I mean, take advantage of you by, you know, stealing from you, take advantage of you by kidnapping you, and many other horrible things. I mean, just take advantage of you is how I'm going to sum that up. So stereotypes, whether you like them or not, can help you or hurt you, all right? And like I said at the beginning of this, if it looks like something and sounds like something and walks like something, then chances are it's that something, whatever that something is in your mind, a woman, a man, whatever. Now I want to talk about common sense. And here's the thing. If it was common, everybody would have it, but not everybody does. So if what I say sounds, um, well, duh, (laughs) why wouldn't you think of that? Then chances are you have the same common sense that I'm coming from. If my idea is a new revolution to you, then you probably want to rethink how you approach life is the best way I can say that. Because if if you're thinking what I say don't do in this next little thing here, and you're you're thinking of doing it, realize that chances are you might be, well, how did I say it just a moment ago, taken advantage of. Uh, Now, this really goes more out to the uh, trans women than the trans men, and I hate to say it because the reason for that is because of male privilege. It's out there. It's shitty. I don't like it. I never got it. I never understood it, but I still don't. (laughs) But it's part of culture. It's part of society. It's... If you're a fan of the TV show Bones, you will understand when I say it's part of the anthropology of life now, how, we're, how we deal with each other. It's changing, thank God, but it's part of it. It's just part of it. So it's there. We have to be aware of it to be able to fight against it, change it, etc. So don't ignore it, okay? But um, realize that just because you looked like a man in the past, your your name was was very masculine. Usually, some some people have a, 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 a gender fluid name, but you know you on your driver's license, on all IDs, and by the clothes you wore and the things that you had. Usually, you were assumed to be a guy. Okay. You've gone through your life, you've realized, you've come out to yourself, you've realized you're a trans woman, and now you are on your journey of fulfilling that coming out as transgender, filling that, that, uh, that change. You're going through it. And in that, you, whether you think you have it or not, lose that male privilege because of society. And the same is true on the other side of the coin for trans men. You grew up as women, girls, however your life and journey went. And so you already knew about the male privilege. You were aware of it, at least. You may not have believed in it. You probably didn't really support it. Um, and so you knew it was there. So, well, now you're on the other side of the coin. Instead of, instead of having to wait for someone to open the door because that's what you're used to, I'm using it as an example. I'm just, please don't think 
think that that's what I think, right? It's just a simple example that we all know that it's polite for someone to hold the door open for a woman. It's just what we were taught in grade school. We guys in grade school, at least for me in the seventies, late seventies. So you are already aware of that women, young girls, trans men. Okay. Um, so now you're going to the other side of the coin where now you're just taking the example, having to open the door for a lady. Follow me on that. So you're, you're exploring that, um, privilege, whether, whether you're consciously or not consciously doing it, it's there. It's something that is just there. It happens. Um, and for, and, and going backwards is, is a different feeling. So because of that common sense in this, in the world of trans women is probably one of the more difficult challenges of transition. I think it's just kind of my thoughts on it. Okay. Okay. Because now we're women, and again, because of our culture and society, we are meant to be looked at. Advertisements have us. How many people have heard that sex sells? Well, generally sex is women. Yeah, it's also men, but more often it's women. So just by the clothes designed for us and the fact that we wear makeup and have all these skincare products and blah, 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 we are meant to be looked at in society and culture. That's that's. That's part of the place of a woman, quote unquote. Don't think I, please don't think I think this way. This is the easiest way for me to describe it. And so having been grown up a boy as a man, you're not really looked at. Not really. Not really. I mean, you are, but not really. Not as much as you are when you are transitioning into womanhood. Not at all. So in the beginning, and and this is what, for me, in the beginning of my cross-dressing days, the first few days that I, first few days, <laughs> first few times that I went out um, and uh, explored the world as me, who I am now, who I have, be- who I am becoming, we'll say. Um, and I just felt like everybody was looking. And of course, everybody was looking because I'm a girl. But at the time, you're thinking, oh, everybody's seeing the guy in the dress, the guy in the dress. And so many, th- well, there's so many ways to describe it. Um, please don't let me be red. Uh, please don't let them clock me. Uh, there's so many different terms for that. Um, being red as transgendered, being called out as transgender. Oh, you are a transgender woman, man, whatever you may be. And so that's what you're thinking at the time. That's what I was thinking at the time. But it was really just, I'm a good-looking girl or attractive girl or a young girl at the time or whatever their thoughts were. But at the time, that's not what I was thinking. So I had to get over that. I had to realize that they were looking at me. I mean, because I was I was attracted to them, attractive to them, I should say. Um, or they found me, you know, for whatever it was, they'd like to take a look. Ta-da! Sum that up right there. Stop the tangent. And so it takes a little bit of adjustment for that. And in that, you have to realize that you are being watched most of the time. Uh, And unfortunately, there are people out there that will mm, take advantage of you. So you have to be aware of how to counteract that or or not even let it happen. Don't even let it happen is the key. Um, In my youth, uh, I remember seeing and hearing so many stories and commercials and messages 
focused on women learning self-defense and being able to take care of themselves in dangerous situations and stand up for themselves and blah, 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 blah. I mean, that's just the era that I grew up in. Um, I don't think it's so much there anymore. I think it's encouraged by everyone, you know, know how to stand your own ground. Um, it's probably encouraged a little more for women only because physically women's strength is less than a man's. That's one of the big changes that hormones does for both trans men and trans women. Trans men develop muscles, trans women, their muscles um, atrophy. It's just part of it. So that's why I think those, uh, you know, uh, take care of yourself, defend yourself sort of classes are geared towards women. Just because typically, typically the frame is, is not as muscular as a man's. Okay? Okay. Um, but use, as I started to say, Common sense. If you feel that you will feel more confident and safer by taking a self-defense class, then by God, go take one. Take it as take it as a woman. Take it as a man. Whatever. Take it as both ways and compare to see how they treat you. There's something. There's something. Yeah. If that's a choice for you. If not, take it. Take it just to take it, so you know what to do. Rebecca and I have talked about taking one, and this year. Or next, somewhere in there, we plan to. It's a matter of schedules coinciding. It's really what it boils down to. But she and I plan to, absolutely. That's one of the first things we said uh, or talked about when um, I came out to her. Uh, when you're out, try not to be out alone. Think of, uh, I remember growing up in my 20s, I never saw really any girls by themselves. They always had a friend with them. Always had a friend with them. Because in their youth, they're taught always have a friend. Always have somebody with you. Because it's always a good idea for safety. Well, that, that's true regardless of your gender, I think. Always have somebody with you. <laughs> that's, that's just smart. Forget your gender. Just have somebody with you. Now, of course, there are times that you can't always have somebody with you. So, you know, be smart about it. Uh, be, be in well-lit areas. Don't go anywhere that's completely dark that you're unfamiliar with. Um, if you arrive home after dark, make sure there's a light on. Just make sure there's a light on so you can see if anybody's, you know, hiding, hiding around. Maybe you need, maybe you need a, uh, a flashlight or something. Whatever the case may be, make sure that your entrance area is not completely dark and that you may or may not be attacked. Something. Just think about that. It's things that you got to think about. Um, there are safety apps out there for your phones. There's a, I think I did a quick search when I wanted to say, talk about this. And there's, I think of this search on the iPhone came up with like 12 and I only looked at the first couple and, uh, one, both were pay. One was like a dollar 99. The other was three ninety nine, something like that. I didn't, I didn't buy them cause so I can't say, you know, use this one. This is what I use, but they're out there. Go find them. See what they're about and, 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 and learn to use it. Um, everybody has a smartphone. It's always a good thing to, to know, use it to help you. It's just, it's a tool. Use it. Uh, another thing is make sure that your friends or family or whatever know what you're up to. Hey, I'm going to go to the such and such over here. And then after that, after a couple hours over there, I'm going to go over to this other place and do this thing here. And then I'll probably be home by such and such time. 
not because people are nosy or or they need to know or or whatever it is. It's just that it's always good because if you show up missing, chances are the police are going to come to your residence or friends or work or wherever saying, when was the last time you saw this person? Huh? Okay. So it's always good to have, to make sure that somebody last saw you. I, it's something to think about. Make sure that somebody knows what you're doing. And then this is probably the biggest common sense. Don't go in places that just don't feel right. Dark alleys, dark parking lots. If you're going to a place and the parking lot's dark, uh, make sure you got a flashlight. It's probably the best thing. And I don't mean the flashlight on your iPhone or your phone. I mean, yes, it's a wonderful tool. I use it very frequently. When I'm in a situation like this, I mean, carry a mag light in your car. So when you get out of your car, you've not only got a flashlight, but you've got a potential weapon to beat somebody with if you need it. Uh, and then you may say, Sabrina, what about carrying it through the whatever, <laughs> the movie or the, the, the show or the whatever the case may be? Well, that's, that's the problem for you personally to solve. Put it in your purse, uh, carry it, think of it like an umbrella. You know, you got to carry it when it's raining or snowing or whatever. So you'll solve the problem on your own if you think about it. The easiest thing is probably just put it in the purse. But don't go to those places. If you, if you can avoid it, don't even go. Because whether, whether there's somebody there looking for trouble or not, uh, if something were to happen off the chance, like you slip and fall and, and you break your leg or you crack your head and you become unconscious, well, because it's a dark place, chances are nobody's going to find you really soon. So you may not get the help you need right away. It, it just think about these things. If you stop and think about these things, chances are nothing bad will happen to you. Um, and if you keep doing things, you know, like uh, meeting strangers, I'm going to be a little blunt. If you're meeting people off the internet, if, even if you're meeting in a public place or whatever, you, you still don't know people. So make sure somebody knows that you're doing something. Hey, I'm going to be going over here to this place um, to meet somebody or, what, or whatever works for you. Whatever works for you. And if you have to be stealth about it, because that's where you are in your transition, and I understand that, I can respect that, my suggestion is look at those phones, those the phones, uh, the apps for the phones. Those are probably going to be your best bet, best saving bet. Um, and, and I'm sure if you Google safety tips, you'll find a bunch. Find a ton, I'm sure. I didn't, because I just think of, I just, this is the way I think. How I'm sharing with you is what I think. So if you're really concerned about safety, there's a, there's a ton of safety items on Amazon. I did a quick search to see, you know, things to carry with you in your purse. So Amazon's a good resource. Uh, check with your local police. Check with your local fire department. Ask them about what they think best safety measures are. Maybe they can also say, don't go to this part of town because of whatever. Uh, they, whatever the case may be, there's one step for you to be able to be safe where you are. And ultimately is just think about it. Think about it. Make sure people know what's going on with you. That's all. That's all. Everybody has a different solution for their own individual things if you stop and think about it long enough.
All right, secondary topic of this episode going to be real quick, just a simple little something. Uh, if you follow the Facebook page, you'll notice that in the last, uh, I don't know, week or two, I posted, well, I, it's since the last couple weeks or two, I've posted a few pictures uh, of me and uh, wearing my new glasses. And they are the first girly feminine frame I've had. And it is awesome. <laughs> that's I, that's what I want to share with you is that feeling. It is just amazing. Because wow, does it help with gender, gendering, I should say, being, you know, gendered properly. Uh, and it's, it, it just, I love the way that my face looks in them with and without makeup. Just my, my wife and the associate, assistant, whatever, I don't, the, the clerk, <laughs> uh, both agreed, helped me pick this out and both agreed that it looked awesome. I, when I saw it before the frames were, the lenses were in, it was awesome. And with the lenses, it is just perfect. I love it. Uh, and so if you happen to be a uh, wearer of glasses, uh, one of the little milestones to look forward to, if you haven't crossed it already, uh, is getting those feminine frames. Um, it's if if you've done it already, you know the joy I'm talking about. And if you haven't, oh, it's something to look forward to. It really is. It really, really is. And if you don't wear glasses now, maybe in the future you will. It's just one of those things. It happens to our eyes. It happens. Um, realize now that you can get cute frames. And it's something that in the beginning of your life as a trans woman, you didn't. You didn't, I mean, you still could have, <laughs> but you, there was a whole other set made for men. And to me, women's, women's, well, lots of women's things are just so cute and so fun and so <sighs> feminine is the best, easiest way to describe that. So I just want to share with you the joy of having my first pair of lady glasses. Thirty-day transgender challenge, or the thirty-episode challenge. This week's question: Who do you look up to? Well, this is—it's um, a good question. It's a really good question. I just don't think it's worded properly. I'm going to assume that the question is, is meant to be what trans person do I look up to versus just who do I look up to? Because there are uh, tons of people to look up to. I mean, there are, there's just, I mean, so many people can look up to their parents, to their teachers, to their, to uh, the president or some president from past or, or, you know, in the future, uh, uh, an entertainer, a performer, uh, the list is endless. I mean, there's so many people you could look up to. But since this is the Transgender 30-Day Challenge, I'm going to narrow that down to transgender person. Okay. Um, there are a lot of people, and I am horrible with names. Horrible with names. Um, the only one that really comes to my mind right now, well, there's two, Janet Mock and Laverne Cox. Ask me about them. I can't tell you a darn thing, except Liver and Cox is on Orange is the New Black, which I'm still waiting to watch with my wife. We really want to watch this show together. 
our schedules are just really crappy. <laughs> so someday this will happen soon. I'm hoping and we need to make it happen. It's just the scheduling and the sleep schedule and all that. So anyway, um, but that's all I really know about them. Those are names that I know. And I, I, I'm saying it very unspecifically because I really look up to any transgender person, specifically woman, that has put a face to being transgender, basically publicly come out and publicly support the fact that she is transgender. Anybody that has been able to do that has earned my respect, totally earned my respect, because they've taken that chance, they've taken that leap, that step, to pave the way for me to be able to say to myself, yes, I am a transgender woman, and I'm going to transition and live my life as a transgender woman. All those people before me helped me be able to say that. And there's, there's tons out there. I mean, publicly and just on the internet. Go and YouTube these people. Go on Tumblr and, and search, search out uh, transgender. Go on to Instagram, search it out. All those people. And I'm sure some of you are the listeners as well. All, ye, all of you. Anybody that has had the uh, <laughs> proverbial balls to step forward and say, yes, I am a transgender woman. I don't mean to leave the trans men out. Please realize that. I don't. But I'm a trans woman, so that's... I gotta say what's inspired me. Who have I looked up to? Any trans woman that has had the balls to say, I am trans woman, I am transgender, and this is my story, or this is what I did, or this is what I'm going to do, anything like that. And basically saying you know, coming to terms and saying that this is okay, I'm doing it too, or I'm doing it, or whatever the case may be. So anybody that's had that, uh, you know, to step up and say who we are, you know, that's that, that type of person. And, and if, they were, if they were cisgendered and saying the same things, yay, that's a wonderful step, but it's not, the big, it's not as big as a step as another trans woman saying it. And and I even mean the people that, you know, in, what, 20 years ago or so, used to go on the, the Jerry Springer show and, you know, those t- stupid topics he had, uh, my boyfriend sleeping with a uh, explicative, I, you know what I, I hope you know what I mean. I hope you know what I mean. Well, uh, whatever, you don't be offended when I say tranny, okay? You know, by now, on episode 17, I don't mean it as a derogatory term. It helps me describe something, because that's part of our history. In the same sense that uh, 100 years ago, in 1915, people were still performing in blackface. White people were still performing in blackface on Broadway and, and, and selling out crowds, okay? Because that was part of our history that we may not be so proud of, but it's still part of our history. It's part of how we got here to say, no, that's not a good idea. <laughs> okay? Same thing. We had to go through understanding and using the word granny to understand that it is not a good word. The same thing's true about the N-word, so it's part of our history. Don't get your panties in a bind because of history that allows you to be who you are today. Okay? Okay, enough said. Soapbox off. Um, <laughs> so... 
So, uh, uh, oh, back to Jerry Springer. So he used to have those shows where, where all, you know, that type of show where they would come on and, and, and it would be a transgender woman. You know, it would absolutely be because you could tell by voice or by look or Adam's apple or, or hands or forehead or wig or whatever the case. I mean, there's tons out there. Okay, you know, you, you got me. You're on my, you know, on the same page. Even those people, even them, because they answered an ad saying, come on this TV show, probably for money, to say that you did such and such with this person, another actor. Or whatever. Okay? So those people, their actors, had to step up and say, yeah, I am a transgender woman and I will go on the show and embarrass myself and you. Okay, fine. Give me the money. Fine. Yeah, it wasn't in the most awesome light that they did it, but they got paid and they moved on and they they stepped forward and said, yeah, yeah, I am. This is me. Yeah, I, I don't agree with this, but yeah, this is me. So, good for them 20 years ago. Now, that shit will never fly. Thank God. Thank God. I mean, it still is out there. I know. I know. But it's not as out there, we'll say. Okay. Enough of that. Um, even those people is, are people that I look up to because they, took the, they had the courage to step forward. They had the balls to step forward and say, yes, I am a trans woman. This is how I'm living my life. Period. And in this, I want to say that my first awareness of a trans woman... Because I, I, when I first heard about this, why my mind never thought that a that a uh, woman could ever become a man, you know, have the coin turn over. I, I never thought of that for probably about, I don't know, seven years or so. Never thought about it. I mean, it makes perfect logical sense now. Because if, yeah, if a person born as a boy wants to become a girl, that can happen. Never had the thought that if a person born as a girl wants to become a man, they can. Hey, I made a rhyme. Um, that thought never crossed my mind until, I, I don't know, probably about, like I said, seven, ten years after I realized that um, a trans woman is a, a, a thing that can happen. But I want to say my first exposure to it, aside from the public stories, oh, why can I never remember her name? Jorgensen, Jorgensen, uh, Jorgens Lotion? No, I'm teasing. Um, I can't, oh. It, 50s, I believe, 40s after the war, if I remember, uh, this individual uh, who was an army person went across the seas uh, and had uh, surgeries and came back as a woman. Christine Jorgensen, Jorgensen, something like that. I was aware of her. There was some story on TV or anniversary thing or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, huh. But the way they made it sound was so taboo. That you just didn't talk about it. Don't think about that. That's not a good thought. So I was aware of it, but didn't really know. Um, from past episodes, you'll understand that I've been self-exploring and such throughout my life. So as part of that, my first visual, we'll say, exposure to a, uh, a trans woman was in the back of an adult magazine in the ads where all the phone numbers are called, you know, 976, spend all your money here, <laughs> um, $20 a minute, <laughs> or whatever the case may be. Um, 1900, yeah, I, all those. Um, but in the back of the, uh, now, I don't know how it is now because I haven't looked at one in, uh, I don't know, to over 10 years for sure. 
mostly because of the internet because <laughs> it's there. <laughs> um, but uh, back in the day, when you used to get or had to go get uh, adult magazines, porn magazines, triple X magazines, um, uh, in the back, usually what, 20 pages, 15, 10 pages in the back would have, um, anywhere from like full page, half page, all the way down to like business card or even smaller size ads advertising a bunch of different stuff, fetishes, bondage, um, lesbian, uh, 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 pegging, um, and that was kind of taboo back then as well. Um, oh, gay, bi, I mean, there's a whole bunch, you know, all of these different styles and multiples of the same thing. Um, ethnic women, non-ethnic women, certain ethnicities, um, no, you know, gothic. I mean, it was whatever you were looking for, you could find a telephone number to spend all your money on in the back of a magazine. For someone on the phone to say, oh, yeah, give it to me, baby. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, give it. Oh, yeah. Come over here and show me. Yeah. Or whatever fetish it was. <laughs> so so they were there, and I remember looking at one of them, and it was the first time, because they used the ads over and over and over again. And so it was the first time I saw, um, and it was, it was uh, here's derogatory word coming up. <laughs> whatever the, the 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 ad was the term tranny and she male and he she were all there you know it was across the board um and it got worse for a while i know i remember the last few magazines i looked at um there was like you know two full pages of of ads for for specifically trans women and back in the day it was only one or two so i saw how the popularity increased well, again, those women that posed for those pictures, who I hope to God got some money in return, had the <laughs> balls, the cojones, to say, yes, I'm a trans woman and I will pose for that picture. So all of those people, all of those people have paved the way for every single one of us to live authentically. Because think of, think of back in the day when I was looking at those pictures in the magazines, and, and questioning my gender identity, there were however many others, because those magazines sold, sold. They wouldn't have done it if it didn't. How many others were looking at those and making the call to those lines? Or buying the specific uh, fetish, we'll call, because that's what it got looped into, magazines. Yeah, they have a wrong idea of how to treat us, but they have a wrong idea of how to treat all the women in a porn mag. Come on, be realistic. They all, ha they all are living in their own fucking fantasy world that they will never obtain because, well, um, uh, it's fantasy. Duh. Sorry, tangent. But Anyway, um, but then there's, I'm talking about the nice guys out there. Okay, I'm talking about the guys. And, and you, see them, you see them online. You, uh, you see them on Tumblr's really where I've seen a few. I mean, they can be labeled a chaser. You know, back in the day, a tranny chaser. Um, if you want to label them that, fine. But these, I'm talking about the guys that have gone through their own identity, gender identity thing, and had made, have made the choice to say, yes, I am attracted to trans women. They are out there. I see them because I'm a trans woman and people have made advances. Ah, uh, yeah, back when I first had a little uh, online uh, 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 profile, way, way back in the day, yes, I was approached by a ton 
And I have to say there were many different approaches and many different really crappy things, too. But there was, there was some genuinely... I never responded because I was too fucking scared. But there were some genuine, sincere things. So they're out there. If, you're, if that's what you're looking for, be patient. I'm sure something will come along. But realize they got their own transition, too. I know I went off on a tangent. But as I was saying, any one of those trans women in the past that have stepped forward to say, yes, I'm a trans woman and I will be on your TV show derogatory of trans women. I will take pictures that will be derogatory of trans women with labels derogatory to trans women. They had to go through that so we can be who we are. Don't beat them up so much. Don't beat them up so much is really what I want to say because I see that happening. I see that happening. And what you can do, pave the way for the trans woman of tomorrow. I guess is one thing I can say. I want to hear your thoughts and, and, and uh, responses to this. If you, uh, if you have your own responses to this question, who do you look up to or whatever I've said? So listen to the end of the show, get the email, get the webpage and all that wonderful stuff and get back to me. Right, listener feedback. Listener feedback. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts. It's a chance when you talk to me and I talk to you, and it's kind of like time travel because you send in something and then I record it and then I edit it and then I post it. So you're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting, probably for, I don't know what, a week or two usually. And then you hear from me. <laughs> uh, but hey, that's, that's part of the deal with podcasts, guys. Anyhow, my first shout-out goes to loyal listener and longtime listener. I think he's listened from the very beginning, Thomas S. Uh, great guy. Uh, I've tweeted with him. I've talked about him in the past. Um, he tweeted at me saying, Your podcast has helped me to better understand, support, and help my friends and a handful of my patients. He works in the medical field for those that don't know Tom S. Um, Thomas S. But when he says friends, it was TG friends. He's in his communications with me. He has um, a couple that he's friends with. And so I'm just giving him my thoughts and feedback. And apparently he really appreciates it. And well, Tom, I, I appreciate you not only coming to me with your questions, which is just an awesome feeling, uh, the, the fact that you respect my feedback and thoughts, that's an awesome feeling as well. The fact that it's helping you to deal with your friends and your patients, that's, that's so cool. <laughs> um, and just, just sharing that joy out in the world. Uh, that's, I'm, that's what I'm really trying to say. And that, to me, is what makes this all worthwhile. Because... I'm sharing what what I think about whatever the case may be, and you specifically, since you've uh, shared with me, and I'm hoping there's others out there that are listening as well, where it's actually, you know, uh, helps you in the next circumstance or situation or thought process that you've had. If that's what happens, oh, wow, thank you guys. That's the goal. That's really the goal. So, Tom, thanks. 
Next shout out goes to Jess from the podcast Transpantastic. I've talked about them in past episodes. Uh, if you don't know that podcast, go search it. Uh, Transpantastic.net, I believe, is their website. If not, just Google Transpantastic. You'll find it. They're on iTunes and Stitcher as well. Uh, uh, Jess is half of the couple uh, of, uh, of a trans man and his wife. She's the wife. And George is the other co-host and the other half of that couple, and he's a trans man. And they anonymously, without really giving too many in-depth details, but enough so you can share in their experience uh, of life and their journey together. Uh, uh, and you really, you, when you listen to their show, you really feel like you know these people without really knowing these people. It's really cool. Uh, well, she she and I were messaging today. She likes episode likes. She loved episode sixteen. So, Jess, I'm so happy that you did. Thank you. Uh, we uh, messaged back and forth, and that was a nice little chat. I appreciate that. I'm telling you here live on the air through podcasting, which isn't quite live, but it's live when I'm recording it. Uh, anyhow, um, that uh, I really appreciate that message. The, the message conversation that we shared, and to everybody. Uh, sometime in the future, George and Jess, and hopefully Rebecca and myself, well, definitely myself, but hopefully Rebecca, will get a chance to have a conversation, and uh, there'll be guests on our show, so or my show, or this show, or whatever show you want to talk about. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, probably, I'm going to guess in... Uh, uh, between now and the 14th of February is kind of a busy time schedule-wise. So I'm thinking probably the end of February, beginning of March, we can schedule to record that. I'm hoping that works for you guys. And then, you know, I'll publish it whenever whenever I get to it, which will be very shortly. But, you know, there's still some editing, quote-unquote, to get out of the way because I make this sound as best as I can for you, the audience. So that's what's coming on the pike from that Jess Thank you. And of course, send uh, my love and thanks to George. All right. This next listener feedback and last listener feedback of this episode is from Caitlin G. I threw out uh, a quick little question. I wasn't even thinking about it. I said, hey, I'm going to throw this to the Facebook page and see what people think. So if you missed it, hey, don't worry about it. Write in and I'll catch it for another episode. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, anyhow, Caitlin was the first, and so far, as I'm recording this, the only one to uh, reply to it. And basically, I said, does anybody have any questions or thoughts or comments? And uh, Caitlin came in with two. One is a comment, uh, and the other is a question. So the comment is a question, but more for the listeners. So it's a comment to me, but a question for all of you who are listening right now in your ear holes. Are you involved with other trans groups or LGBT communities? And if not, then get involved. And uh, I told her I'd mentioned something about that on the show. And it's very interesting, the timing of this, this comment, uh, Caitlin, because just this, as I'm recording this, in this last week, um, there was a meeting, and I'm using uh, the air quotes there, for uh, volunteers at the LGBT Center. I've mentioned that in uh, past episodes, how I'll be volunteering. Uh, and there was a meeting. It happens every couple months. And so I was there. 
And uh, some of the dialogue that was exchanged was very enlightening to me. And I'll share this what I want to sh- this that I want to share with you. Uh, I found out that just recently the Los Angeles uh, LGBT Center changed their name from LGB to LGBT. So trans is now official, <laughs> we'll say, in Los Angeles. I thought they'd done it long ago, but it just recently became official. Where else? Uh, there was another thing. Oh, uh, San Diego, the, the town that I am so blessed to be living in, uh, is in the top five of the best areas and uh, centers out there. So I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm part of it. It's part of my community. And here's the thing that really shocked me. There aren't a lot of LGBT centers out there. There are, yes, but there aren't as many that take care of the T. Uh, and I, I, I guess since for years I've seen the San Diego LGBT center grow, I, I kind of took, adva- uh, took, um, took it for granted that it wasn't that way everywhere else. So if there's not much in your area, help the LGBT center to get up to speed. Make sure that they have trans information. Uh, if, if you need assistance in your area, um, send a message to me, and I will take it to my center and get an answer for you. So listen through the end of the show. And, and I, mean, I mean in the United States. The, the United States, because I can't work out in Canada. I'm, I can't call Canada. I don't know a damn thing about Canada. Um, I can't speak the language in, south of the border. I mean, I, I can muddle through, but there's no way I could do any good for trans people right now. I, my, my Spanish sucks, period. End of story. Um, so, you know, you, you get my drift. If there is, if you're like in that area that is stranded where there isn't a lot of LGBT community centers, and I don't mean you have friends or there's a group that meets meets in an NPR room uh, or something every month or whatever the case may be, I'm talking about an official LGBT center for the lesbian, gays, bisexuals, and transgender people of the, of the city to go to to get assistance, knowledge, support, uh, whatever the case may be. If, uh, if that's not happening for you, um, I will forward your name on to the appropriate people here at my center who will take it to other levels. That's one thing I was told because we are in the top five. And I was so shocked that there are still cities, larger cities that just don't have any resources or enough. So if you're part of that, get in touch with me and I'll see how, um, you can get information, but also maybe make a difference in your area. And as far as Caitlin's statement, you know, if you're not doing anything, then do something. Um, Caitlin, as I mentioned in the comment on Facebook, I'm behind you 100%. However, there are some people, and I know a few, and some are listeners to this show. Um, I know a few that right at this moment in time, as this is being recorded and, and edited and published and brought to you, there are some trans women out there that for whatever reason, they are holding on for a timing thing, a thing that they need to accomplish. This is actually a topic for a future episode. Um, It's called uh, having a checklist, and that's part of it. Some people are so early on in their checklist that they can't really uh, share, we'll say, their transgender status to the masses, okay? And the masses is individual to each of us. 
one's person's masses could only be, you know, a hundred people. Another person's masses could be tens of thousands. Just depends on who you are. So have a checklist. We'll talk about that in a future episode. Not next episode. I got something else for that. But um, I was making a list of what topics I want to cover, and that one came to my mind. So some people are on that pre-checklist, you might say. And so they they have the the transgender support and uh, you know of themselves. They know that this is part of their journey. But right now, they can only maybe present, we'll say, semi female at home, not really out in the in public. And when I say semi female, I mean can't really have longer hair, can't really even have hair to be able to style feminine. Eh? Um, can't can't really have any sort of uh, uh, piercings can't really wear any sort of makeup, can't do anything extreme to their uh, uh, facial hair if they have it already, or or their their eyebrows. So many people are in certain restrictions, and they're waiting for that day where they can say, okay, now I'm going to be me. You know, they've basically come out, but they, they've realized that they've got to take steps before they come out publicly. So there are people in that situation, because I spent a short time like that. I spent, what did I say, um, seven months like that. So I get it. You know, everybody has that process. So if that's where you are right now, oh, hang in there, girl. You'll get there. It'll happen. I know. I promise it will. You know it will. You promise yourself it will. It's just one day at a time is like a drip from the faucet. It will take forever to fill that glass of water. But eventually that water will overflow that glass unless something happens. So it'll happen. It'll happen. You know it's coming. Hang in there. And the same is true for trans men. Same is true for trans men. If you can't start your 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 tea therapy or get your top surgery right away for whatever reason whether it's financial or emotional or medical or whatever, you'll get there. You already have your plan in action. Don't give up. You've made your plan. Just stick to it. Right now is the hardest time. I get that. Oh, God, do I get that. But you'll get there. You'll get there one day at a time. Just keep your support systems strong is the best thing I can say for you folks that are in that realm right now. But for the people that are openly trans out there, we need support in the T more so than they did in the 80s with the, with the G and the L. I, I hope some of my listeners are old enough to remember the 80s when, when, when it seemed that everybody came out gay. I was only like 10, 11, 12, so just all of a sudden, everybody came out gay. And, you know, it was, it, there was some negativity, and then there were some positive things about it. And since that point in time... Every single time there's been any sort of gay person on television, they have been shown in a more positive light each and every time. Till now, you can have full shows with totally uh, homosexual characters and nobody cares. So if you can, if you're out enough and public enough with your trans status, support your community. It really needs it in a positive light more so than I thought. Um, well, just last week. <laughs> I learned this in this last week. But more so when I th before I even thought of this podcast. So, so now I'm even more driven to share this podcast with all of you that are listening. And I have to say, I am dumbfounded by the amount of uh, downloads. Um, I check it about maybe two, three times a week uh, on this uh, 
this tracker thing that I have. And uh, wow, I, I, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't quote numbers. But in the last week, on two of the seven days, people have downloaded each and every episode multiple times, which means either they like the download because it's fun <laughs> or more than one person has found the show on that particular day. And I'm, and this is two different days where full epi- all episodes at, at, at this point as recording 16 episodes are downloaded. All of them, all of them, even the first one working out the bugs, which I remember saying I might not even keep up all of them downloaded. So uh, for the marathon listeners, uh, power to you. Thanks for listening. I so much really appreciate it. That's That warms the cockles of my heart. I said cockles. Sincerely, though, I'm, I'm serious about that. Thank you. Then to those people that their goal is to be stealth. I know I switched gears. Sorry, guys. Um, to those To those trans women out there where their transition is to, where their goal at the end of transition is to blend, to go stealth, as it's called, where you don't tell anyone your trans status unless you choose to because or maybe your doctor because of obvious things whether you have corrective surgery or not obvious things like dna is still going to show that you were born a male it's just how it is that's just science at this point in time of our history i'm sure in the future it will change so for those people where stealth is your goal all right that's cool that's your that's your that's your prerogative. If that's your thing and that's what you need to live your life complete, I'm not going to say that's wrong. I'm not going to say that's selfish as I know I've heard of people because it's not. It's not it's not wrong and it's not selfish at all. It's how you are being you. And who who can disrespect that? I thank you for listening cuz you this podcast probably isn't for you. Um I respect the fact that you're listening. And maybe even if you're stealth, you should try to do something for your fellow sisters and, and brothers, um, whether it's a donation or, uh, uh, I don't know, volunteering, maybe, at, at, I, whatever your situation may be. Um, I say donation because that can be anonymous and nobody needs to know, which is the whole concept of stealth. So if that's, if that's you, maybe that's how you can help out. But yeah, we are at a point where we really need to show the world the tea exists again i this is news to me in the sense of how much we still need to because i thought that battle was done five six seven almost ten years ago so yeah let's get let's all get on this bandwagon and even if hey stealth people or people that just aren't the type of person to be as voice vocal if that's if that's not you then share this podcast on your social media because even if you're shy and you don't say much, everybody has a social media. Everybody does. They Even if it's only Facebook, even if it's only Google+, even if it's only uh, 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 Pinterest or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, you know, if that's your thing, share the show, please. You know, I'll do the speaking because <laughs> it's my show. But if you share it, then I'm going to reach out and get to your followers, whatever it is. Share it. That's the best thing I can say. All right, now moving back to Caitlin's question, because now she had a question for me, and it was a great question. Her question, she says to me, how are you, meaning myself, personally getting rid of the negativity and replacing it with positive things about me being trans? 
she wrote you, but it's all it's addressed to me. So I get what you're saying, Caitlin. Um, excellent, 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 excellent question, Caitlin. Um, as I mentioned in that episode, I don't specifically remember the episode number, but I know that I did say that. Push the negative away. You don't need it. Um, well, first, I if if I see uh, like a news story or something. I try not to watch the sensationalized news, like television news about it. I try to read about it because I can read at my own pace. I can choose to not continue an article. I can choose to skip over certain things in an article. Um, usually my wife will share certain things with me. Um, if that's the case, you know, where I, where I'm like, I don't want it in my face. Can you give me the reader's digest version later? So, uh, sometimes I'll only watch the evening news once through and just you know let it affect me oh how sad or how wonderful or how whatever the case may be and move on um because i just i don't need it for hours on end um as far as and that's me i know there are others out there when they see or hear something negative and i'll just say the the leela alcorn tragedy by now everybody should know what that is some people hearing it once is enough to set them off for days or weeks that's just how some people are um, if that's the case, realize that about yourself and push it away. And if you see it happening, push it away. Social media does not make that easy. I understand. You kind of have to ignore the whole social media thing. I get that. Well, that's just how you have to live your life. As far as bringing positive in, uh, well, I focus on this podcast for one thing. You know, I start putting my little outline together for each little script, we'll say. It's not a script, as I've mentioned before. It's just an outline that I check and read as I talk to you. So I'll work on that. Um, I will look at whatever's fun and interesting to me at the time on the internet. Uh, maybe Sunday comics is one thing, you know, search out a, you know, whatever the, whatever the, the thing may be, uh, peanuts characters, uh, Ziggy sometimes not too often. Um, but things like that, fun things that make you happy smile. I mean, there's tons of stuff out there. There's YouTube videos, uh, so maybe you find something fun on, on Netflix. Everybody has a feel-good movie, usually, or a handful of them. Music. Music is, a, is another thing for me. A big part of my, my, my I don't want to say my day, but my day, we'll say, because it's not like I listen all day long, but there's a good chunk of a few hours, and a few could be anywhere as you know, low as two up to eight, maybe, on a good day. Um, that I have to be able to listen to podcasts that I subscribe to and music. And I think I've explained this in the past episode, so if I have, I'm sorry I'm for repeating myself, but there are new listeners that I'm sure haven't heard this yet. <laughs> um, uh, I, am, I don't want to say picky, but I'm very selective of how I listen to uh, uh, podcasts specifically, and then music secondarily. Secondarily? Is that a word even? Did I just make up a word? I don't want to look it up to see if I did, but if I did make it up a word, then I want some royalties on it. Hey, anyway, uh, for my podcast listening, I like to go in date of release, just because I like to hear episode to episode. That's how I am. So if, uh, if there's a show that's fairly new, and by fairly new, I mean anything less than probably 50 episodes, um, I will listen to, I'll download the entire back catalog, and I will just start listening from the beginning to catch up. And, that, and, and it blends in with all the other podcasts that are released in order. So I get to listen to everything 
as it's released in order. And as of right now of this recording, I'm listening to stuff from mid-July 2014. So I'm about six, seven months behind. And I'm okay with that. That's how I listen. I'm going to try to do some marathon listening to catch up even further because I don't want to be that far behind, but whatever. Um, But the real thing is I like to listen to a podcast and then listen to, I don't know, five, six, ten tracks of music, whatever music, random music I select, whatever mood I'm in at the time that I'm making the playlist, and then throw in another podcast in in release order. And so I'll put together a, a playlist of like technically two days worth of listening time and listen to that over the course of a week, 10 days, whatever it is, and then readjust the playlist, add some more podcasts, add some more music, and we move on to the next thing. So that's just how I listen to my music and podcasts. Um, where I know others just listen to straight through one show. And hey, if that's you listening to me, thank you. But in the way that I listen to my podcasts and my music is a way that makes me feel good because I'm listening to whatever I wanted to listen to, whether it's Transpantastic, as I mentioned before, or This Week with Larry Miller is another one. Greg Proops is another one. Um, Stuff Mama Never Told You from How Stuff Works. Uh, Stuff You Should Know from How Stuff Works. Uh, Tom Wilson's podcast. Uh, Chris Hardwick's The Nerdist Podcast. Selective episodes, actually, with that one, because there are so many episodes. So I'm very selective on the guests that I listen to, but it's one that I listen to fairly regularly. And uh, learning these things about whatever the topic is of these podcasts is another way to positive influence me. Listening to music that I like keeps me positive. Um, taking care of my son is a, that's a mixed one is more often positive than not. But there are times when I'm just, okay, I'm fed up. You need a timeout because I need a timeout sort of thing, but uh, that doesn't happen too often. So those are the things that usually I, I, I try to fulfill, bring into myself to keep my, me positive. I'm not very much of a reader, but um, I do listen to audiobooks. So there are times when I'll listen to an audiobook when um, I, I just know the story already and it keeps, you know, lifts me up and I enjoy the journey of that story again. Movies, if I have the time, I, I, I watch uh, or certain TV shows or repeats of certain episodes um, just because it's a funny episode, the, uh, whatever the. If you have a sitcom that you like, like Arrested Development. I've mentioned this in the past. I'm a fan of Arrested Development. It's fun. I've seen them all multiple times. So I can choose a certain episode now and again and watch it just to, to, to laugh and feel good. And there's a bunch of other stuff out there. Another thing I do, Caitlin, is uh, I don't want to say escape, but I'll step aside for a while. I'll go out to my Studio G for the garage, although I don't have any microphone set up so there's not really a studio at that moment and i will just uh play a game on my phone uh look at facebook and when i say look at facebook i don't mean read the articles and you know see all that stuff i i check in on certain friends see how certain stories that i've been following go uh, maybe say hi to somebody maybe post something for this page um and move on um same thing with twitter i'll check that like i said at the beginning of the show maybe twice a day three times if i'm lucky uh tumblr's about the same usually tumblr's probably twice a day if that once is probably actually a better answer because i usually do that um near bedtime sometimes i do it in the middle of the day if i think about it but a lot of the time i don't so 
And when I say play games on my phone, I'm I'm not a big game player. I'm, I I don't like words with friends. I'm not big on those types of games where you gotta wait on somebody else to do something. Waiting for something I'm okay with, but waiting on the unknown waiting for a game drives me batty. I did okay. I can't wait anymore because it's been two weeks and I'm still waiting on this schmuck or whatever you understand. So I'm very selective in the games that I play. And I've narrowed it down to two that I play on a regular basis. And it's the type of game that you have to play on a regular basis because that's just the style of it. The first one is Simpsons Tapped Out. And the reason I play that is because I'm a big Simpsons fan, have been since they started. Although I haven't watched regularly because um, I've kind of boycotted regular television. (laughs) Um, And I just haven't had a chance to pull them up on Hulu. I I don't have Hulu Plus. Uh, we have Netflix. We chose Netflix over Hulu, and okay, that's fine. So we don't, so we can't watch it on the phone. I can watch Netflix on the phone, which is usually how I watch. Um, when I say I watch a movie or something, that's usually how I do it. Videos are the same way on YouTube. Check out certain music videos or other, you know, uh, transition blogs, things like that. So we play tap. We Rebecca and I both play Tapped Out because we discovered the, the game about three months after it had started. So we've been long, loyal players since the very beginning of that game. We've seen it grow and improve and then de-evolve and then grow again. So, I mean, it's not without its problems because that's just the nature of the beast with those things. But it's, it's an enjoyable game. And since I got hooked from the beginning and it's one of the only games I play, I'm pretty serious about it. Play it fairly regularly. Sometimes I get fed up and don't play for days. Sometimes, like, uh, when we were on vacation and internet was spotty, I was driving or whatever. Yeah, those times I don't play. Maybe once in a day. And that's only if I remember, and it's because I want to get the daily goal. Uh, the daily bonus, I should say. So, yeah, If I can, I do. You know, if I, if, if I can't, I don't sweat it. Eh, I missed that day. Okay, so we start over. And it's just fun. Uh, the other game I play is called, oh, what is the name of that? It's called Candy Town, or technically Snoopy's Candy Town. And it's, it's actually not dependent upon having friends. In in fact, if you're a player of Tapped Out and you want to, um, join me, um, my handle there, and since I've been playing before I came out and I looked, I can't change my handle. Eh, whatever. My handle is S. D as in David, so SD San Diego is what that stands for. And then uh, if you've listened in the past, you know my boy name is Charlie. So it's C-H-A-R-L-E-Y. So the full handle, S-D-C-H-A-R-L-E-Y. Look me up, join me, friend me, because that seems to get a lot of points in that particular game now. It used to not. It used to not. It used to give you... Uh, add a friend and get certain experience points. It's like one of the first steps, goals that you have to do. But after that, it didn't matter until they had their, like, uh, what are those called? Their um, seasonal games, you know, that happen for a certain length of time. Uh, then it became important that you had friends. So if you play that, join me. But the other game that doesn't depend on friends is Snoopy's Candy Town. And essentially, you have a candy factory. You as Snoopy have a candy factory, and all your workers are the birds, the little birds, and everybody has a little different name. Woodstock's not a worker. Woodstock's a little special character. But um, all the other little birds are your workers, and you get little machines to cr- that create candy. And then you have, uh, in the very beginning, uh, tricycles, 
that are used by the birds to go get certain supplies like water and sugar and flavor and things like that. And from there, you build up by selling candy and certain goals around town to build up your candy factory and your delivery system and the items that you can carry and how many items you can get on inventory. And again, since this is a particular game that I got hooked on just as it started, I think a month old, I was in version three or two point something, and then immediately it went to three. um, I've been playing since the beginning. And uh, I've loved the Snoopy characters and the Peanuts characters, so I got looped into it. So that's another game I play. Um, and it's based on time. You have to do a task and then wait, and then you come back and the, uh, the task is done, and you start different tasks. The same is true with Simpsons Tapped Out. So those are the two types of games that I play. And really, those are the only two games I play. I did buy, because I am a huge fan of Back to the Future. I bought Back to the Future. There's a game on the iPad. It was originally on, uh, it's old. It's an older game. It was on, a, I think it was on PC originally. I, I don't really remember, but uh, it's got three different uh, uh, stories that you travel through time. You as Marty, uh, and you get Doc's help, and Einstein's help, and young Doc's help, and it's 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 a fun twist of of time of uh, on the timeline. So if you're a Back to the Future fan and you don't know about that game, check it out. Um, the first uh, story is free, and then you buy the other. Maybe it's more than than that. Maybe I think it's five stories. Anyway, it's, it was a bundle pack, nineteen ninety nine. Got them all. I was entertained for a week, if not more, and then I went through and played it again immediately. And then I didn't play for like months. And then one day I'm like, I'm gonna play this again. And I played it again a couple times. So it's a fun and journey adventure. Um, so. That's something I do, if, if the time permits, to stay involved on the game. Uh, I talk to friends, uh, usually through a text message, just because it's uh, quicker and easier that way, but I'll, I'll talk to friends. Um, and those are the things that I do to stay positive. Um, I talk to my therapist uh, when I have therapy. Um, try to, you know... Uh, uh, authenticate the happiness is a better way, best way I can put that right now. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. There are days that are worse. There are days that are better than others. Um, another thought that I have to keep reminding myself is that there are others that are worse off than I am. And that's true for most people. I mean, yes, there is somebody out there that absolutely has it the worst. Just as George Carlin used to say, somewhere out in the world, there is the worst doctor. And somebody has an appointment with him tomorrow. So, I mean, that there that is. But most of the time, somebody else has it worse off than you. And yeah, there might be people that have it better off than you. That's the case. Yeah, okay, fine. But uh, you're breathing. Uh, you're not necessarily homeless no i mean i don't mean me but i mean in general this is this is something to think about i don't expect a lot of homeless people to be listening to the podcast if you are thank you for listening taking the all extra time to try to download and listen because obviously you have to have a charge for your listening device and internet access i'm guessing through a library or some fast food restaurant or something to be able to download it so if you're listening thank you thank you and thank you i just don't suspect 
that it's a priority to people like that to listen to a podcast. If it is, wow, thank you for listening to mine. So uh, those are the things that I try to do to keep me positive, Caitlin. Uh, It's tough. It's real tough. Um, It seems to be music for me is a big one that I use repeatedly because it it helps the quickest. So... Um, and the occasional adult, uh, adult beverage in the evening is, is a good way to blow off steam and tension and, and re- let the day go and get ready to start the day for, you know, tomorrow. But everybody, that's different for everybody. Some people can't have it for health reasons. Some people choose not to have it for health reasons. Some people just don't like the taste. Um, but it's a big seller, so I know there's not a lot of you types of people out there. It's sold places, of course. So that's all. So, uh part of it. Wow, is that that time? Did I go rambling on again? I meant to have such a short episode. Folks, I'm sorry that this episode ran a lot longer than expected. Uh, but, hey, it's uh, you spent your evening with me. Well, I spent my evening with you listening whenever you're listening. And that's the beauty of podcasts. All right, next episode. What's happening next episode? I know you're asking that. And if you're not, why aren't you asking that? Because I'm asking that. I'm teasing. Next episode, what the 1982 movie Victor Victoria means to me. If this is not a movie that you know, if you don't know this movie, Victor Victoria, see if you can find it. I it, I know it's on iTunes, so if you if you use iTunes, you can buy it. I think it's $9.99, $8.99, somewhere in there. Uh, and I'm pretty sure it's also on Amazon. So it's out there, uh, digitally, I mean. So uh, watch it. It's it's a little dated because it was made in 1982. But it is just classic comedy. It's It stars Julie Andrews, Robert Preston, Alex Karras, and um, James Gardner. Uh, and you get to see Robert Preston in drag. All right, I hope you get a chance to buy it because it is an awesome movie and I really want you to get it if you don't know the story because you'll understand me talking about it next week. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we would just go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go Insane. Stay crazy, everyone. For takeout. Wait, what? No, it's the outtakes. All right, here we go. Oh, that's right. I turned it down so it doesn't blast me out. Oh, I forgot I could do that. That's right. So this is the volume of my mic, and that's the volume of that. That's awesome. Volume levels are looking good, so I think it's uh, safe to uh, go ahead.
That is Porter T and Wife, the smooth jazz combo. <laughs> hey, welcome back to There's an outtake. To say to you, realize what you and I bumped the mic. <clears throat> Not when they're uh, off duty, they can wear anybody. Bump the mic. And conversely, if your style is like mine, jeans and t-shirts, uh, if your style is like mine, jeans and t-shirts, okay, 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 it's okay, it's okay, how is it, it's okay, or whatever, I had to bump the mic. All right, listener feedback. Oh, I better check my thing. All right. I steamed up my glasses. <laughs> the, the uh, what is this, pop filter got all my breath up in my face. What's up? You got my breath up in my face? You got my breath up in my face? What's up, motherfucker? You got your breath up in your face? Just sounds funny. Are you involved with other trans groups or LGBT community? Blah, 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 blah. That again. With this that I want to bump the microphone with. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Bump the microphone. I, again, with bump the mic. I spilled my drink. Um... How the 1982 movie Victor Victoria by Blake Edwards, uh, what it means to me. Let's take that again. You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you, so let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Changes in Latitudes podcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes or your favorite podcatcher and please leave us reviews and star ratings Now wait for it Here it comes Disclaimer time Disclaimer time Disclaimer I am not a doctor nor a lawyer and I certainly do not pretend to be one I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2015 by me, Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. <laughs>